evening. Welcome back. So we'll begin this year before we go back to the hanging matzahs and the hanging pass. So I'm very happy that the side din which we mentioned about the knife and the benching as you clear away the crumbs as we got onto this triggered such interest in terms of Esav and the medal, which ended up tying in with Shabbos and Sunday the Navi Shir, and the Binyan Hamikdash Shemitzashem, Bekarov, the Taisis that spoke about the Mezbeach. So we have, Baruch Hashem, a lot of people interested in exactly what it looked like, and some people are also pretty adept at construction. So let me just mention a few interesting facts, and a lot of it uh, will come back to the Shamir, which we apparently will need a separate shear on. These people love miraculous worms. And whatever it was, it wasn't a worm. It was the size of a syrah this big. And it disappeared after Chorban Bayashani. So you know what that means. Revolution. Welcome back, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, it means that the uh, sugi we spent uh, five months on with the trellis is, and it comes from a good place, as I mentioned, Binyan and the gula, it's all good. Whether you're wearing it is a different story, but that you have to ayin the shear, which wasn't recorded. And I knew that somebody would begin discussing whether or not the shamir is... Nignaz, does Nignaz mean we lost it? Is it gone? Was it Dafka put away? The same discussion. I wasn't disappointed. And it is exciting. If we find one, maybe it would be a remez, maybe not. If you recall, that's a lot of the excitement around the trellis. So we're not going to go into that whole part, but I will say that Bensi Brown was quite busy with this. He sent me four emails. Uh, Actually, quite. I'm happy he did. So we uh, we thank you. He listens pretty quickly. So we'll hear this tomorrow morning. Uh, one of them was an article somebody wrote a couple of years ago, and a firm article written in Madia. I say firm articles. Whenever you talk about the scientific finds in the archaeology, you got to be careful what you're reading. But this was a short piece, and they found this worm somewhere off the Philippine Islands, and. It's actually, if you ate dinner already, uh, it's not that small. Obviously not the shamir, because if they meant tiny, like a little barley seed, this thing is... This is a larger one. There are smaller ones than this, but it's pretty... You guys ate supper? It's pretty, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty large. And so he writes a little piece discussing whether... Dignas was not, he didn't start comparing to the Chiz, that wasn't what the article's about. But very interesting, put together, he spoke to the scientists who discovered it. This isn't an ancient discovery, it's a couple of years ago. And they were very excited to speak to him, because who else calls these scientists? I always wonder, like, they found some worm, some sea creature off some Philippine island, and somehow the only people calling them are Orthodox Jews writing articles about the Shamir, but it created quite a, quite a stir, and they were happy, you know, they were happy to share the information. And Bikitzer, this is one fascinating worm, but it's certainly not the Shamir, because the whole point of this, the taste is debating 
how, remember they started, they said, how do you get smooth rocks from the Zbeach? What are you smoothing that with? So you can't use metal, and let's assume you can't use bars, all the other metals would have been okay, but you're not going to use them because they don't cut well, which is why they don't have them in our nice, and we don't have to make them a chlikis, tesis, and the Ramban necessarily. So Tesis says that maybe they use the Shamir, but it only says that at the end. Still curious why. The Gemara talks about the Shamir, but the context is mainly for the Cheshen. The Cheshen has a blend between, you need the names of the Shvatim, you're carving onto stone, onto gems. And you need a ksab, but it can't be sitting on top. So you need ink, but the ink has to be dropped below. And you can't drill because you need the entire stone. Similar issue. You can't be missing any of it. So how'd they do it? So they're the one that says, to use the shamir. And it's pretty clear that it wasn't in the stone. It's still like sat on top and just started drilling, which I'm not saying you have to say the pshat is miraculous, but it could have been if it wasn't. It has something like that nature, but they thought it was this when they found it. It's clearly not this because this thing does chisel through rocks. As a matter of fact, there's some nice pictures here of rocks that are very holy. There are a bunch of holes in them from these worms. They found the worms inside. But the way it works is they actually eat the rock. And it goes to the system and it comes out pulverized sand. So that means the rock is missing. That's not going to solve our problem. The whole problem is you can't have any of the rock missing. So that's not what the Shamir was doing. Shamir was sitting on top, however it worked, miraculously, semi-miraculously, and it split it open into two. We had two equal parts, and it wasn't missing any of the mess, and you had the chayshin, the, you brought the ink, and then the ink dropped in when it split apart, ever so slightly, and then the names were in there. And Tysus is debating, did that help? Well, how'd you get smooth rocks? So he started off saying he doesn't think the Shamir would do it because it's not going to be that smooth, and a little bit of a nikla of a zipperin is already a problem. At the end, he says, Mashma, they used it for that, but he doesn't, he's not convinced. So the other option was the smooth stones that are sitting in the water, and they get smooth over time. And I mentioned last week, what I found to be a chiddish is that you can have a lot of these stones that don't really match up to anything. You need a lot of filler. So a number of people, besides Benzi, emailed, well, why can't we have cement as a filler? You can't have cement, concrete specifically, is crushed rock. You can't have that. That's the whole problem. You can't have cut rock. It has to be an Evan Schleimer, and it has to, if you're smoothing it out, it has to be, you're smoothing it out with something that doesn't cut it, and the, the way they make it today, that metal instrument's chopping it up. So you're back to the same issue. So they had lime that whatever else is holding it that wasn't made of rock. So he wanted to know, well, at the end of the day, so what makes it absolutely square and smooth on the outside? The answer is the filler because maybe the smooth rock happened to make it to the end and that part didn't need, that's possible. So you had a couple of rocks here and a, and a lot of filler. So it's not this worm, because this eats its way through, in which case you're missing some of the rock you're carving into. It's also too big, and there are a number of other issues. And they have the issue of the Suffolk and the Gemara when it says it's gone after the Chorban. Does that mean it's gone and it's not here because it's miraculous and we don't deserve it? Well, it means they lost it, similar to the debate by the Tchelis. So... Bensi happens to um, work. This is not uh, for his resume because he has a good job. He happens to be the managing director or something like that. He'll correct me tomorrow of uh, Camp Simcha. So he's in charge of the whole campus. So and he goes up there a lot. And apparently he went there today or yesterday because he sent me <laughs> a whole bunch of pictures 
of the countryside of different walls of stone with nice smooth stones, some of them not so smooth over here. You can see them, and then you have the picture. I wasn't going to make copies of this, but you've all seen stones where you have walls, and you have the stuff in between. That's a small amount of filler, as I said. You lay bricks, you have this in between. That wouldn't have been a chiddush to me. But that's not what the Mizbeach looked like, according to the description. It's stuff in between, and stuff on the side, and maybe stuff on top, and stuff in... It's all over the place, and that's why they needed that wooden mold, and they had it dry. That's the chiddush. It did not look like this. He said, in another one of us saying, the guy was working on this nice hedge of... Um, it looks pretty archaic, but they, I guess they're still using these things. And he said he saw the, one of the craftsmen in camp, and he was, as he was doing it, sitting there with a chisel and a hammer. A lot. <laughs> like, in the year 2020, Limas Parham. You wouldn't think, like, well, there's no better way to do it? Well, you put them in, you line them up, you put the sit there, whatever it is, and they got stuff jutting out. <laughs> you start going like this. You can't do that with them there. So he said he was, you know, the guy was working and uh, had a picture of the uh, proprietary information of the Camp Simcha thing that he chiseled, but he did a good job, but he chiseled a lot. So I was, that's also a surprise. I'm not in the business of uh, constructing these rock things, but they still use that today? There's no, anybody in the business? You, you have a little shaykh at the construction, right? He said, well, shimmy, they're taking a thing and smoothing it out. They use it. I think a laser beam, I don't know, something a little more modern. They take wood, and they switch the stones, and they build the cement. Okay, so that's what Tyson is describing. There's one, or there's a Tyson in Sukkah, much longer version of the, dealing with the same kasha, and he says he has a tzad that maybe there's no way to use metal to carve it out before it's huktush. He doesn't go with that tzad because he says we have other chilukim, but it is a tzad. The minchaschina has an arichas, and he says that tzad is viable, and there are shitas like that, and he marshals other acharnim to discuss it. So apparently, this small little detail is a pretty big debate in exactly how they did it and how we're going to see it lasa lava. So it should whet our appetite because. Uh, so he's uh, an Indian, it's a chalik of shas, but it's an Indian to uh, learn these in Yanei Kachim, and somebody's going to have to know how to do it. So that's for your wall of stone. And let's go back to the topic of the hanging matzahs. I'm sure we'll have opportunity to come back to the uh, Shamir in due time. But uh, this uh, little worm here uh, got a lot of people very excited. You wouldn't think that they, they use it to, um, to well, when they found it, they thought it was a chiddush nifla, that it's eating it and digesting it and excreting it in a, in a sand form. And the islanders apparently knew it before the scientists figured it out. But when he asked them, can it cut through glass just by going on top, the scientist, an American, British fellow, he said, I have no idea. I'd be wondering why he asked. Well, he was asking because the whole long fasting sugya in Gittin with Ashmadai, when Shalom Al had to find the Shamir, and he was Machmer, he didn't want not only Mizbech, he had his own Chumras, nothing in the entire Binyan, and he wanted to get the Shamir, and it was nowhere to be found. And he couldn't figure out where to begin looking, but he had a funny feeling that this spooky fellow had the information. I guess if you're Shalom Al that's not fair. And uh, then he told them that there's a bird that's guarding it, and uh, good luck getting it from the bird. And if you haven't seen the Gemara, it's a fascinating Gemara, which uh, 
good to go through uh, more be and what everything represented, but the Kitzer, they, um, he had his soldiers bring a whole thick pane of glass and put it over the, the, uh, the hideout, <laughs> the home. It wasn't his hideout. That was where the uh, younger birds were. and came to feed and couldn't get through the glass, and he was like, wanted to get to the kids and kept bouncing off because his beak kept bouncing off and then yeah, when all else fails you get a shamir so he got it and then when he brought it they said boo and he dropped it never drop the shamir if you're using it you don't want somebody to take it it's a general claw so if you'd ask me with all these gemaras and all this the background it would sound if I had to vote was the shamir miraculous or a worm that was in Teva I would say it's miraculous but again it's similar to the debate the Chalazan was Nignaz, the Chalazan disappeared, it came up once every 70 years. And the proponents of the present day Chalazan, which we discussed for 29 hours, say, no, it's right here. So, it's right here, therefore, so 70 years is Lav Davka. 70 years can mean a long time, once in a blue moon. But this thing isn't once in a blue moon either, it's just harder to get. So, the way the Gemara describes it, Shlomo Melech knew nature, he knew everything. If this is a regular worm, it's not this worm, but if it's a regular worm that can cut through a rock without losing some of the rock, why should it be Nignas after Baishani? We don't deserve it. But is it necessarily this miraculous? No. But the way it's described, you've got to reach the spooky people to reach the other guy, to reach the thing, to find it, and it sounds like the whole thing was my sinism. That would be, that would be my vote, but something to think about. Let's go back to your set. And we left off with the very fascinating line in Adbi Huda where he was discussing the government that locked the shul, if you recall. They came and they found a padlock. And Adbi Huda says, no one would dare open up the padlock. And we, we're not sure if no one would dare because it's also his dinah machzadina. No one wants to start up with the king or both. And they had no access to the air. And they asked Adbi Huda, is the air of kosher? And he said that even though you have a hoyle that maybe you could pay it and they'll unlock it, but you don't say maybe you could pay it if you don't have money. And obviously he didn't have money because that's why there was a padlock on the shul. And the hoyle far, which we discussed last week, uh, is um, a debatable issue wherever it appears in any sugya. And you see clearly from this that you did many other more simple sources that you need access to the Arab. And I think to highlight that, the Ramah says that they put the box of matzahs or the bread in the shul and it was benimsa, public property, and people come in and they had access. Nobody ate it, nobody took it, but you had to have access. And I think this is the prelude to the kasha we're going to see. Why were there certain communities, both by Sephardim and Ashkenazim, that not only had it in the shul in a prominent place, they had it hanging, which goes against our original Gemara, that you shouldn't hang bread or matzah because it represents panasa and you shouldn't have your panasa hanging. So let's go now to, that was from the original Gemara B'Sachim on Kufiyat Aleph. The pages in your copy are a little bit out of order, but the numbers are correct. They were just stapled out of order. The machine doesn't always go on autopilot, especially if you feed it upside down. Um, go to page two, if you could find it. You guys have this set in there? Your page two. My page two. No, you, no, no, two. It says two on the top. You shouldn't have difficulty finding it. It's just not the, the sequence is a little bit out of order. Last page? Okay. So go to page two, and 
this the Sefer Shmir San Gufa Nefesh, very famous Sefer. And uh, he has all the Inyanim, Malpi, Nigla, and Nister for all these types of sugyas. And he brings up some very important points which I'd like to focus on. Take a look up top first in Ais Aleph. Notice he's taking a position up top. You could do that when you have large footnotes, and we could do it over here because I already prepped you that Rashi and the Rashbam keep pointing out something about hanging in a basket. Why should I have to hang in a basket if it's hanging anyway? We don't know yet, and we might never know, as we'll see. But he says, as the Gemara says, which we saw last week. Take a look at Aleph in the bracket, the second half of Aleph in the footnote. He quotes a Ben Yishchai, Parshas Pinchas. Uh, speaking of the Ben Yishchai inspired him, by the way, I don't want to forget, Baruch Hashem, the, the general population that's listening besides in this room, the people at large, are always sending in uh, rayas and kashas. So somebody left a message a couple of nights ago that, if I got it straight, his uh, father is Tunisian and his mother is Moroccan, and they absolutely throw challah. So he says, somebody in the share mentions Sephardim, I do it. So I'm uh, thinking of you. So uh, his last name is Safati, by the way. So tell Ellie that um, I planned on being with Vayish and Baravim, but uh, you know, apparently he knew. Uh, and you have Ruach HaKadosh, Sephardim can do that, you know. So um, I, when I called him back to thank him for that piece of information, I asked him, by the way, are you related to Ellie Safati? He said, everybody asked me that. <laughs> he said, no. So... Tell Ellie he has a long lost cousin. So he, they're both fighting two different areas at Halal Dabrahu that the Ksav Sefer uh, did it. The Saras Chuva wrote a whole Chuva explaining why his father might have done it, like it was a new Mitzia. And we have families going back different parts of the world with no interaction whatsoever having the same meaning. It's very, very fascinating. And don't forget the Yakis that you. Uh, told me, and they, not Yaki's there, whatever, from the Sam Sefer, and uh, yeah, this is, it was his family, as in the Sefer, sorry. Right. So, they were Yaki's, but they, uh, and, and the Raya you had, you're the one who told me that they said Amnasan Adler was doing it, but stopped doing it because it was against the Gemara. You told me that. Amnasan Adler, Sam Sefer got Amnasan Adler. It makes sense, like Sam Sefer got Amnasan Sefer. But Amnasan Adler stopped doing it. The question is, did the Sam Sefer stop doing it also? So it ends up being a very mysterious Meaning, but it keeps appearing all over the world in communities that know Shaykhs with each other. So, once we're in the Ben Yishchai, I wanted to mention that. Go back to the footnote. Ben Yishchai, Parshas Pinchas, Kosovitzar, Lahazer, Haman Am. He says, you have to warn people. Apparently, this was being done, and he's warning people not to do it. They had some sort of bilkalam bread that they wanted to toast again. Picture Baghdad, Ben Yishchai, right? Is that what it was? Most of his life, right? So, you're related. No? No. Yeah, yeah, right. That's why I'm saying that. We have a lot of celebrities here. So, picture in Europe, they have the same thing. They had a communal oven. People didn't have ovens at home. That's why I have all these Shabbos and Amir Lakim go get the chont and the Carmelis. So they have an oven and a big 
govin. That's a communal oven. The whole community is using it. It's a busy place. So they got probably an official baker who's trying to have the output of what he's doing. And then you had people with their specialty items and people coming in, Balabatan coming in to, can you, can you toast this? Can you retoast this? Can you make this? Busy place. So Ben Ishchai is reporting that probably one of his visits, gave a heksher, I mentioned to you once, in France, they still love the gold bread. No heksher, it's made of bread and water. And group one ingredients, as we say. So either somebody told him about it, or asked him about it, or he saw it, and he said, not good. He noticed inside the oven that there were some people who had a string hanging in the oven from one side to the other, and there was bread hanging there because they were trying to toast it again, and there was a, always a serious problem with room in the oven. So they had the guys who paid more, I guess, with the bread against the walls, and the other guys against the floor, and, they, and then they had, in the middle of everything, to dry it out more, they had the bread hanging. So it was being done, the Ben Yishchai writes, please tell the Hamanam, it's against the Gemara, mind you, can't say it's an Isser, but it's not good for the Jews, um, they should stop doing it. Fascinating. Yes, even it's baked already, but baked already is when you take it home and that's where the Gemara is talking about, in your house, don't hang it up over your fireplace. And they were doing it just to dry it out, but told them, get a toaster, figure something else out, don't hang it in the oven. Now, I don't know how tall or wide these ovens were, but picture a pizza oven. So part of the chiddush over here is that it wasn't hanging from the rafters. It wasn't hanging from the ceiling. It was inside an oven. So how far was it from the floor of the oven? A foot? Two feet? How tall was the whole thing already? So Ben Yishchai holds. That's hanging. And that's Nilchon the Gemara. You shouldn't hang pas. I thought it was interesting. They probably figured even they knew the Gemara. I'm not hanging pas. I'm putting it in the oven, just there's no room on the walls. There's no room on the floor of it. So I'm hanging it up, maybe six inches off the ground. Why, why is that hanging? So Kamash Malan, the Benish Chai says, this is Panasa, the school for Panasa in the wrong direction. Don't do it. Fascinating. You yeah. take the step further to say, where do we draw the line? Is, it, is a, a spit considered? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, if you're making a barbecue and you're flipping hamburgers and doing your hot dogs, so now after this whole sugya, you've got to worry about the dog who's coming for some, and you've got to worry about all the other things that are going on over here. Yeah, if you have other things with hooks where you put the steaks afterwards, that's fine. The steaks are fine. You're going to hang the fish there. Don't, don't hang the buns there, yeah. yeah. Even though it might be four inches off the ground, sounds like that's an issue. Unless I'm missing something about the ovens and they were a story high. I don't know. I'm just... We're going to get to the sal in a minute. There's the string, yeah. He clearly holds those not to be in a sal, and that's going to be well represented. I'm just wondering why is that considered hanging? So I guess the Lashem the Adam is the guy would come in and says, Mr. Baker, you have any rooms? No room today. It's very busy. Sarah Shabbos, can't you see I'm busy? He says, I just want to toast this. I'll just, I have my own string. Can I hang this up here? So apparently that's what they did. And the Ben Yishchai said, that's still hanging, and that's not a good idea. Step number one. Number two, go back up top base. So, I don't know the Ben Yishchai's case. Was this the baker, which means it's not his personal stuff. I mean, it is until he sells it, but it's more communal. He has a hakir over here. Is it only individual pas, or is it something that belongs to the rabbin? That's an important hakir over here, because that might help us with the Erev Shailah when they're hanging the Erev. And the diag is going to be from the same Rashi and Rashbam, as we'll see. Uh, I'll just finish the sentence. We'll go back to the footnote in a moment. Original Shaila is only in a basket of pas belisal. Is it a didn't hanging or a didn't hanging in a basket? Why should it be a didn't hanging in a basket? 
He's going to say in a moment, obviously, we're not going to answer that. The question is, is the Gemara Dafka or Lav Dafka? Take a look at Bayes in the footnote on page two again. This is in Yanin Nister. It's a school. It's a school of what not to do, so you have panasa. See, we can't add rules and regulations. Whatever they are, they are, and there's no need to add. We don't know how it works in the first place. See, certainly you wouldn't have to add. So what does that mean? It's the first dig is, Rashi goes out of his way. Rifta v'silta is don't hang bread the Saul we'll talk about separately, but doesn't talk about your bread, his bread, my bread. If you're a Makola owner, even if the guy ordered it already, it's not your bread. Shouldn't hang up his bread either. Hanging bread is not good for Panasa. Don't hang anybody's bread. It doesn't have to be yours. But you look in Rashi, they went out of their way because the girsa is not like this or they had a different girsa. Rashi, Rashban, Pirshu, Pitoi. They got out of the way to say your bread, which means Perhaps on communal bread, it wouldn't be a problem because it's nobody's panasa on an individual level. And if it's not your panasa, it doesn't mean you shouldn't worry about his panasa, but you can't affect, it's like, you can't affect his panasa. That's going to be the svar over here. So whether it's pitoy or pas, it's going to make a big nafkamina in the sugya, especially the baker then wasn't always baking and then selling. People brought their dough to be baked. That was common as late as uh, Germany, by the way. I don't know if we have a look at this. Before... World War II, I guess, between the wars. My grandmother told me that. That they had, they often made challah, and they made the challah, they braided it, and put the eggs on, and then they walked down the stairs, two flights, down the block, and went to the baker. I remember asking her, so what year was this? She said, I was a little girl, I don't know, 1920-something. I said, that sounds like the free Dicadarius in Europe. She said, this was a free Dicadarius in Europe. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Vienna that's a pretty large city but that's the way it was so you hand it to the guy can he hang it up it's not his pass it's not affecting his panasa and he didn't he hung up yours you didn't hang it up so it shouldn't affect your panasa that's the hakir over here it's a very it's a diag that we would miss no the concept over here is that it's a well we don't know exactly what it is but we know that we don't want to say Past the staff of life is hanging in balance like the panasa. Was she in the city or she was like, No, no, she was in the city. It was very smart. She was in an apartment building. Walked down two flights, that plumbing. She went down the block and said, I thought it was such an interesting story. I said, Why? That's why I asked her what year it was. She said, How old do you think I am? <laughs> so it was in the uh, it was in the twenties. They they were still they were not as poor as the people in Poland in the villages, but uh, still didn't have any money. They didn't have an oven. Which uh, she said, you get used to anything, and it had its challenges, but, uh, but they ate. So again, second line in Bayes in the footnote. Ulamashi Rashban Pirshu Pitoi, Ambarashi Lasala Pitoi Besecha, Kemakanish Ladaik, Bahadis, Begamara Silta. Now, what's with the basket? So again, Silta, Rashi says, top line, the bracket in the footnote, Vila Barashi Rashbam goes to Silte. So have Mamash a different gear on this point. Sota is the bread and the basket. Sota. Sote is his basket. Same machlikis and same question. Here you have a choice. It's not your bread, not your basket, if you need a basket. For the bad omen, it's not yours, nothing to do with your panasa, and the guy's hanging it, uh, if he's doing it for you, it's not his panasa, and you can 
And he says, I can't say as far over here because this is Alpinister, so you can't say as far as in the whole sugya. Even though I just said as far, by the way. I said as far that it's not your panasa, maybe it doesn't affect, but he's saying, he also knew that as far. He's saying we can't definitively say as far as because we don't know what girsa they had, we don't know what was dafka, was lap dafka, and is an Indian uh, seguli. That's the gabi, the ownership of the sal and the pas. Next point, and this is going to be extremely important, do you need a sal or is that just deeper akasa ba'iva? That was the normal case. So we'll just begin the first paragraph of footnote Gimel. So the Gemara started off, if you hang it in your house, or possibly anywhere else, depending on whether you need ownership, it doesn't say necessarily in a basket, not in a basket, but then the Gemara a few lines later says you hung it, and it's in a basket, you hung the basket. So which one's Dafka? Because right away, Rashi and Ashbam, the beginning of the Sugi, say, no, it, even though it said it means in the basket, as the Gemara will say in a few lines. So it's not 100% convincing. Maybe they just meant, but for Rashi and Ashbam, point out the beginning of the Gemara, what we're going to find out three lines, and they go out of the way to point it out anyway, that means they're. Pashas they're holding, it's a very important detail, and it's not going to be a problem unless you have the pas in the sal. Why else would they point it out? You're going to read it in three lines anyway. And if it's lav dafka, it's in three lines, it just meant deeper because of behavior. So that was the usual way of doing it. You want to do it by string, do it by string. The Benish Chai case is by string, and he holds it's a problem. So that's the Shaila. Even Rashi and pointed out, do they mean dafka? The question is, why else would they go out of the way to point it out at the beginning of the Gemara? has a whole piece on the Shmir Sagufa Nefesh and all the things in these types of schoolers that you should stay away from. And he writes, This is the way of hanging it. It's easier than trying to balance it in a string. Doesn't mention this detail, this requirement. Sounds like it's a problem even without a basket. Why is Rashi and the Rashbam pointing it out at the beginning of the Gemara like it's an important detail? And now we have the first of the various minhagim. Ben Ishchai was attacking what they were doing as a customary because they lacked room in the oven. Here, he's quoting a Mogad Avram that quotes a mini Yisrael that goes contrary to this. He says you could drill a hole in the Afikaimen to run a string through or to put it on the peg or on the nail, whatever it is, to hang it up. No? Well, we'll see. They, uh, they're Makarius that they hung it up and they kept it there, not just Lashimur. Lashimur would be good. You're, you're going to be protected from lack of Panas on Lashimur, but they hung it up to keep it there. So if you learn the Rashash sounds like he's saying you're drilling a hole to put it on a peg or a nail or run a string through. But Dafka, because you don't want to put in a sal, and that's okay. And whatever the union is, to hang up the matzah for Shemir, whatever it is, so we're good to go. Then it wouldn't be Shver. However, Shochan Acharav Tzarachin, Echichachal Divir Magravam. How's the Shochan Acharav going to learn that he holds no chilik and sal, no sal, is still a problem? So, where would you ever have such a minig? So, what you can suggest, based on what you started saying, is not a dinner well Shemir, but if this school of hanging the matzah, 
is about protection, so maybe it cancels out and it's more protection than it is lack of parnassah. They don't like it, because if that's the terrorist, then why do something that's a bad sin for parnassah while you get a protection on something else? So why, would they, why would they have a minute like this? So the kasha we'll leave off with now is, what do we do with this Magad Avram? He said there was a minute Yisrael that they used to hang up the matzahs. And it's strange. <laughs> panasa matzah, where the Gemara says it's really bad for panasa to hang up matzah. So on that note, if you have matzah hanging in your house and you get home tonight, you leave it there. Until tomorrow night, we'll try to deal with it.